Okay, my question to you this morning is, are you dressed for the occasion? The message this morning is found well, in the verses 11 to 4, 14, where it says, when the king came to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. He asked, how did you get in? Here without wedding clothes, friend? The man was speechless. The king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside. So are you dressed for the occasion? I fear that some of you here this morning are like this man who went to the feast, he went to the banquet, but wasn't dressed for the occasion. And so the king tied him, tied the man up and cast him out. When I was still in school, there was a concert put on. Uh, for the school students, this concert was the event of the year, the party of the season. So my brother, uh, he managed to get a ticket. Then on the night of the concert, he asked me to go with him. But there was only one ticket. My brother said, Henry, don't worry. It's okay. I'll manage to get another ticket before we get in. So as we arrived at the school, some boys were selling fake tickets, and my brother bought one. Uh, so we got to the door. Uh, my brother had given me his ticket, so I showed my ticket. I was let in. My brother showed his ticket, but the bouncer knew it was fake. And my brother was denied entry, and he was left outside while I was able to go in. But here in the reading, the consequences are much Worse, the man wasn't just kicked out the door and thrown into the streets. He was thrown into darkness, cast into hell. The man in the story here, well, he had an invitation. He had a ticket. But his problem was that he wasn't dressed for the occasion. You have all heard the gospel preached here. Repent and believe in Jesus. He's the only way to heaven. So you have all been given the invitation to go to heaven. But my question to you this morning, I say again, is are you dressed for the occasion? I believe you have all responded in some way to the invitation. You wouldn't be here this morning if you hadn't responded. Perhaps coming to church is your response. This may be you saying, yes, I accept the invitation. I want to go to heaven. You don't have to be here this morning. You could have stayed in bed a bit longer, watched TV, gone out, but you chose to be here this morning. Good. But some of you may have responded further. You, jo you just don't come to church on a Sunday. You make the effort of attending midweek, midweek Bible studies. Good. But, remember the buts, some have gone even further. You pray and read the Bible in your own time on top of everything. Again, I say good, but some of you are even nice, friendly, charitable, good, but, but there are, but are these things, the, are these things a guarantee that you have a place at the heavenly feast? Are doing all these things, coming to church, reading your Bible, being good, nice people, do these things guarantee you a feast? A place in the heavenly feast no so are you dressed for the occasion 
Being dressed for the, the occasion is what makes the difference. That is what will keep you at the feast. That is what brings you into God's kingdom. That is what makes you a citizen of heaven. The man in this parable was invited, but he wasn't dressed for the occasion. So was this man treated fairly? When I was 11 years old, I sang in a choir. And the choir I sang in, they were invited to sing at the opening concert of the World Indoor Athletics Championships. And we were told that a member of the royal family would be present. And because he would be present, we had to dress the part, look our best to honor the royal prince with our presence. So we had to dress the part for a British prince. And you know the royal family here, they carry no power at all. How much more then are we to present ourselves before God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, God who with, with the word created everything. We, we were looking at the animals this, this morning. If you look out in the sky, in the heavens, the stars, everything that God created with the word, and this same God who also with the word has the power to throw you into hell. How are we to dress for the occasion to stand before the most high God? In Isaiah 52, God commands us to clothe ourselves in strength and put on our garments of splendor. Now what strength and what splendor do we have to clothe ourselves with? What have you or I done that is so amazing that deserves an audience with God? I can think of nothing. Who can stand here, who can stand before God and say, look at what I have done. Look at all my good works. Surely I qualify to be here. I don't think anyone can stand and say that. I was speaking to a man, pointing him to Jesus. Um, and as I was speaking of Jesus, he looked at me and said, Henry, don't worry. I've read the Bible. I've done my part. Now, do you think this man stands any, ch any chance if that's how he presents himself to God? I've read my Bible. I've done my part. Are you dressed for the occasion? What can you offer God? How do you present yourself to God? In Samuel uh, 16, God says, Do not consider his appearance, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Do any of you have a heart of gold? A heart that is as white as snow, clean and sinless. Does anyone? Proverbs 21.2 says, A person may think their own ways are right, but the Lord weighs the heart. Jeremiah 17, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? The Lord searches the heart and examines the mind. And Jesus said, For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, 
lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile the person. So if our hearts are so dirty and disgusting, how do we dress ourselves for the occasion? The answer is simple. We can't dress ourselves for the occasion. This is what verse 14 means. Many are invited, but few are chosen. We can't dress ourselves. So who will enter God's kingdom? And this is the beautiful news of the gospel. The wages of sin is death. But, there's a but here again, but the gift of God is eternal life in, in whom? Is it in ourselves? Is it in our families? In our friends? No, the verse says, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is a gift. It clothes us it's the clothes of strength. It's the garment of splendor. The dress fit for the occasion is freely given. The most wonderful thing about this beautiful news, the gospel, is not just that it is a free gift. The wonderful thing is that the gift is God himself. Emmanuel, the son of God, the bridegroom for whom the wedding, the wedding feast is thrown. Jesus himself, the bridegroom of the feast, is laying down his life, his blood shed for the forgiveness of, of our sins. He died to save many. That is what 2 Corinthians 5.21 is saying. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us. The sinless one, taking my shame, the spotless one, bearing my sin. The holy one, taking upon himself all the power of his father's righteous anger, his father's wrath, is taking that in my place, taking upon himself what I deserve. Jesus, he redeems us, redeems us from the curse by becoming, becoming a curse for us. The second part of that verse, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus didn't just become sin for us. He imputes on us his righteousness. That means he, cov he covers us with his goodness. His righteousness is counted as ours. He, he is the clothes of strength. He is the garment of splendor, which Isaiah 52 mentions. He is the cloak of salvation. He is the dress for the occasion. Why did Jesus die? So that his blood is spilt to cover us and to wash us white as snow. Jesus is not just a ticket to heaven. Calling yourself a Christian gains you nothing. Affiliating yourself with other Christians leads you nowhere. But putting on Christ, putting on Jesus, he dresses you for the occasion. So I ask the question to you, how do you put on Christ? It starts with repentance. Turning away from our sins and turning to Jesus. Saying, God, I have sinned. I have rejected you. I have rebelled against you. I have 
enjoy the tears of this world. I have danced in iniquity. Father, forgive me. Remember my sins no more. Jesus died that I, that I might live. And only to Jesus can I turn to. That is repentance. It's turning away from my sins and turning to Jesus. Saying, I believe in him. With Jesus as my clothing. And I stand in God's presence. My sins are blotted out. God looks at me and he sees his son's righteousness. He looks at my heart and he sees a heart washed in the blood of his son Jesus. So are you dressed for the occasion? Is all you have the things you have done? Is all you have the invitation of the gospel? But is what you have Jesus Christ himself as Lord of your lives? He is the one that rules everything you do. Are you dressed for the occasion? If you're not, oh well, I tell you to run to Jesus right now. At any moment, your mighty king will come and you will be put on display. Will he command for you to be tied up and cast into darkness where, there's no, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth? Heaven or hell, which one will be your home? Have, have, you, have you any sense? I'm sure no one here longs to go to hell. You are aware that hell is a place to avoid, a bad place. But hell is not just a bad place. It's terrible, it's horrible. The Bible describes hell as a fiery furnace, a place of unquenchable fire, a place of no rest and full destruction. Hell is eternal suffering. If we don't have Christ, that's where we deserve to be. Jesus didn't just come to give us an invitation to heaven. He came to dress us for the occasion. So I say, call out to Jesus now. Jesus said that whoever goes to him, he will never, ever turn away. Come as you are. If all you've had so far is these good things you have done, well, I say that that's not good enough. I say, come to Jesus as you are and fall before his feet and say, Father, I'm sorry, I need you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That's a powerful thing. That's a powerful truth. Whoever believes in him. So I say seek him and keep seeking him until you know until you know that Jesus is yours and that you are his. I don't want to enter the feast in heaven and have the king come to me and ask me to be tied up and thrown into hell. Oh, that we would all be dressed for the occasion. Amen.